0: Welcome back! I, uh, fuck, I was delaying so long I kept forgetting to fucking put out that last episode. So it ran a little bit long, and then uh, I'm like, fuck, I can't keep adding to it, so I'm gonna try to do the description with uh, the um, fucking speech-to-text thing, and, uh, yeah, it was very satisfying. It doesn't ever come out fully properly, but also... The fucking filter between my brain and my... Or not so much a filter. The filter's actually quite broken. Um, but uh, the, the fucking... Between my brain and the fucking mouth... There's uh, there's some serious fucking errors. Uh, like the like it's like a... Whatever... I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I can't even make a sentence. I fucking... There's some serious short circuits in there. Like that movie Short Circuit. Input remember? The book, the fucking stupid robot that, um, that read a lot, and, uh, said, Ian put, remember when he joins a gang in Short Circuit 2? That was fucking hilarious. But also his, uh, the guy who invented him or whatever, with like he had like a, he's like an Indian guy, that's who, um, I think Hank Azaria was impersonating when he made Apu. Like, what are you thinking? Like, it's, um, I don't know. But yeah, apparently they canceled Apu because they said he was offensive, and it's like I—I I don't know. Like, was he? Who am I to judge? I mean, shit. I—I uh, I feel like canceling him is kind of offensive. Why can't Why can't you have an Indian guy? I guess maybe they thought they were making fun of India. But um, I don't know. Fuck. I thought it was great to have an Indian guy represented on a on a show. You don't see enough Indian people in real life. There's Indian people fucking everywhere. I don't know. They're some of my favorite people. I, I try to love all people. I think there's good and bad in everyone. But I really love living uh, living amongst many Indians. The only thing that killed me is the driving, the complete disregard for human life and traffic laws. I understand. It's uh, <laughs> I couldn't ever imagine living, driving over there anywhere in Asia, but um, actually anywhere in the world, really. Holy fuck! Um, like it, it's a shit show here. But that's the other thing with. Um, with Trana, is everyone's trying to fucking get where they're going, and, um, actually I call it Toto, that's, um, <clears throat> Toronto with no Ron in it, because I moved away, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a fucking good one, okay, guys, I'm gonna start using uh, something like, um, Larry the Cable Guy, one of his taglines is, I don't care who you are, that's funny, I'm just gonna say that, um you got to tell people your jokes are funny. You might have a problem. You might be a redneck. Um, I fucking love Jeff Foxworthy. He's one of the first... I love all those blue-collar comedy guys. I think Ron White might be my favorite, but Jeff Foxworthy was one of my first like comedy guys I ever listened to. Like his, you might be a redneck thing. and uh, I don't know. He had some really good stuff. I remember listening to him on like cassette tape or a CD or some shit back in the dark ages. Um, I remember me and one of my best pals... We were camping out in the fucking, in a tent in the backyard. And we set up a CD player with fucking... We either ran a fucking 300-foot extension cord or we had like fucking 80 pounds of those fucking... Uh, what are those? D batteries or whatever the fuck. You remember those boom boxes? Holy shit, man. If you're ever doing fucking shoulder shrugs, it just takes you right back to the 90s. Just fucking lugging around the boom box like fucking Radio Raheem. Fuck, what a great movie. Fucking um, Do the Right Thing. Is, uh, it's, a, it's a movie from the... Ni- well, no, actually, I think it wasn't that 80... 80- Was that 90s or 80s? I, I think of it as a 90s movie, but it might have been just... Because there is some crossover. Not Everything like when, when, you know, 1989, fucking January 31st at midnight. Boom! Everything switches. There's a lot, a lot of crossover. I don't know. I remember when I moved to Toronto in the 90s, uh, the thrift stores were so much better. And I got all the, like, gangster clothes from the old fucking uh, the 1980s. I got all the big bright red green fucking, I had, I had all the fucking um, the gangster shit from the, the previous decade. It was, because uh, fashion is cyclical not because people start to like um, or sorry, people don't just randomly start to like things again. What it is, it's a fucking marketing thing. It's an inventory thing. You know, they got all any surplus is going to be resold to you at a later date because it gets bought for the fucking cheap or didn't get sold when it was they missed the fad or the fad faded out, so they bring it back. And I hate using the term they repeatedly. I'm talking about clothing companies and anyone in that fucking business. That's why style is cyclical. I don't know if you guys ever watched 30 Rock. I thoroughly enjoyed that show. But I love Dean Winters. Um, He's the fucking beeper king of Manhattan or some shit. Um, And he's like, uh, he's like, he's trying to say that technology is cyclical. Can't do his voice now. Technology is cyclical. Ah, fuck, I can't get it. He's such a good. Uh, he's so good at just being an absolute fucking prick. I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life. Probably not. He's probably an absolute prick. But um, <laughs> he's fucking good, man. <laughs> Technology is cyclical. I mean, I guess for some, but not not overall. And absolutely fucking not. Um, I was one of the last guys to fucking have a beeper. I just did not. I just came kicking and screaming into the modern age. Well, the thing is, is I like to stay a generation behind until it becomes financially not viable. I do it because it's very financially rewarding to just have a little bit of patience. And, um, I can't stress that enough. Just stay behind the times a little bit. But you can only stay behind the times, unless you're going to join, like, a fucking monastery or the fucking, uh, some crazy tribe in fucking Papua New Guinea or, um... The fucking Amish. There's plenty of Mennonites out here. You can fucking join those fucking guys if you want, but to try to live in this country. No, I mean, there are right here in this country, but I mean, if you want it to exist in our current society, you're going to have to fucking suck it up and, and, and use some fucking technology. Now, that being said, you know, I always say both sides of everything. Yeah, you fucking stay a generation behind. It's fucking very economical, but I was walking around like Kramer in the fucking cargo pants with all the goddamn quarters and fucking yeah, and my stupid fucking pager. It was ridiculous, and uh, and then they changed fucking payphones from twenty-five cents to fifty cents, and uh, I was like, "Fuck this!" I don't know, man. What are you gonna do? I mean, there's also the fighting of homeless people and hookers for their fucking phone booths because they they need the phone booths, right, to sleep shit or in in uh, the hookers' case conduct business. There's some crossover there. There's some homeless hookers too. It's like fuck, man. That's rough. But anyway, um, that's the thing. You got you know, you got to fight them. See, I don't I don't really mind. I don't I don't I don't mind beating up homeless people or hookers. I, I just uh, I feel like you know. Life's already beating them up enough. It's all they know. It's what they're comfortable with. So, you know, if you got to take out your aggression on someone, just find the lowest rung of society. You know, you always, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta do it sometimes. Oh my god. So, anyway, they got these traffic guys set up, uh, you know, these poor fucking bastards, the lollipop men. Um, I think in Britain they're called lollipop ladies because the stop signs look like giant lollipops. But, um, anyway. The fucking, these poor sign guys have to fucking stand there like dicks all day in the scorching heat and just flip those signs around. And it seems like the easiest fucking job. I don't know if you guys have ever done jobs like this. I'd rather fucking die um, than, than have to do some shit like this. But it's funny though, some of these guys, they're so, like this one right here, she's fucked. She's like, I don't know what she's doing. But she's just like wandering away and interfering with like what the other guys are doing. Or just trying to watch. She's yelling at all the traffic and all the guys. <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh, anyway, there was this thing in Family Guy where the guy's holding the construction workers just like half asleep, and he's holding up the stop sign and waving the people towards him. And a lady, a lady was doing that to me a while ago, and it was fucking hilarious. Okay, now she's flipping it out. Now she's got me driving into traffic again. But, uh, oh, they got both up. They got both. (laughs) They got both going. Oh, my God. Anyway, so this one, um, they got one of each uh, sign going up saying stop and go. But this one's completely fucked because she's just, like, can't stop fucking with, like, what everyone else is doing, like, drivers and fucking workers alike. But there was one yesterday doing something similar. She's just standing there with a stop sign. And, like, she's not looking. She's watching the guys doing the fucking work or whatever. And, um, we're just, we come to a stop. And then she fucking looks at us and, like, fucking throws her hands in the air. Like, she can't believe that we've stopped because we're so fucking stupid. It looks like she's yelling at us. Like, I don't know, I couldn't hear. We had the air conditioning on and the music going. Um, you gotta gotta give these people a soundtrack, man. They're just so fucking ludicrous. They're, like, give them, like, the Benny Hills uh, theme song or something. Um... And anyway, she's fucking flipping the fuck out. Then she starts, like, waving angrily at us. Like, she's so... Like, do you not know that you're holding a fucking stop sign? Do you not know what that Even... What exactly are you doing here? Other than holding a fucking giant stop sign. Like, you have to understand what that fucking thing means. You just have to. Like, I know you're a fucking idiot, but, like, holy shit. You can teach a monkey this fucking shit. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. I don't know. And then it's not just the, the workers I, I empathize for because even the dumbest fucking idiot like these guys, I still empathize so hard. It's the think of how hot it is. Imagine being on a scorching road all day, and um, you know having to do this shit's fucking hell. You know, and like at least having something to do, the time goes by. But if you're standing there with a goddamn giant fucking hunk of metal in your hands, just like a dickhead, you're. You know, and of course you're gonna fucking lose interest in standing there like a dickhead, and you're gonna want to try to get involved in whatever the fuck is actually going on, uh, especially if you're one of those people. Holy fuck, we deal with a lot of those goddamn people. Like uh, Sebastian Maniscalco says, he's like his wife's like, why, uh, why can't you just do you? Why can't you just go in the gym and work out and do your own things? Because I can't mind my own business. No, that's a different line from a different part. But anyway, he's like this is what I do. I like to be bothered. <laughs> you know what? I love that so much where someone's just completely honest. Cause it's like a lot of us, again, this is where you just find a comfort zone. <laughs> and if your comfort zone is being pissed off, bothered and irritated by people, you're going to seek it out when it's not happening. It's not hard to find, but you're going to seek it out when it's not happening. You know, it's just like, uh, yesterday someone came into the store and, um, you know, one of our one of our lovely sales staff goes up and is like, "Oh, uh, you know, well, well, you know, if you need any help, let me know. If I can do anything for you, whatever." But we're not working on commission. We're not like it's not like the brick or the fucking Leons where they descend upon you like a pack of fucking wolves and just aggressively try to fucking pressure you and shit because they're all working on commission and they're all dickheads. Usually, I don't like to deal in absolutes, but every single one of them is the worst fucking piece of shit. I'm um, <laughs> just joking. It is what it is. It's the business model that's fucked. But um, I don't like strip clubs and I don't like those type of furniture stores for the exact same reason. Even if I were interested in any of those things, which I'm not because I can get all this shit for free. um, I'm still, like, I'm never going to respond to the aggressive approach. Like, someone comes at me aggressively, I'm going to be like, get the fuck. Especially when you're trying to get my money. I'm I'm not doing it. If you have a gun in your hand, we can talk. But I'm still, I just, no, no. Even then, I mean, I got to the point where I, was like, I used to get mugged a lot growing up or just, like, robbed, and uh, I'm like, fuck it. I, at this point forward, I'm, I'd rather someone just kill me. I don't want to live anymore in a, in a world where I'm giving my shit up. I'd rather just be dead. Uh, that's a decision we all get to make at some point. Um, actually, yeah, I was, uh, there was these kids doing karate outside of the fucking uh, late at night outside of a sandwich shop I was going into, and there was, like, three or four of them and they were all, like, blocking the door and, like, throwing up karate kicks, and I was like, oh, fuck. I've been in a lot of fights, and, like, you know, these kids look like they're they're drinking, and they, you know, they're probably hopped up on some shit. They're probably going to want to throw down. I'm like, all right, I can definitely fucking destroy at least one of these fucking guys. You know, if all three of them fight me at once, they'll they'll, they'll probably beat me. I'm fucking, I'm half in the bag myself, and I'm not in good shape at this point. Um, But anyway, I'm just going to fucking severely hurt at least one of them. I I don't want any of them to forget what happened here tonight. That's my main thing. Even if I lose, they're gonna remember this night for the rest of their fucking lives. Um Because whatever, it is what it is. Um so I get I'm getting so fucking worked up because you know it just it's just like PTSD, you know, you've been through this so many times. It could go really, really bad really, really fast. You never know, right? Because they could be pussies or they, like, sometimes you'll come across someone that is really fucking tough. That you just shouldn't have fucked with. Like, um, you know, it's like, uh, what's his name, Said Clint Eastwood. You ever come across someone you just shouldn't have fucked with? Spitz. That's me. <laughs> I always just say, um, like, can you imagine being in the Expendables? Um, like, you know, like at one of their parties or, or one of their, even on one of their sets. It's like, who's the alpha male? You know, you got Sloan, you got Sworsen, you got Dolph Rundgren, you got fucking uh, Jason Statham. You got all these fucking guys that are, like, really, like, alpha, like, real big and strong and muscly and shit. Um, who's the fucking top dog there? Who's the fucking alpha? Um, and it's like, it's a trick question. The answer is Clint Eastwood. It's like, oh, who's that fucking, uh, what's the name of that fucking song? Um, was it The Gorillas? It has nothing to do with the guy. And uh, it's a trick. It's Clint Eastwood. Why is it named that? No one knows. But anyway, yeah, that's the answer to that riddle. Clint Swid's a badass motherfucker. The guy's skinny as shit. I don't think he... I think he always was. He's just really mean. (laughs) But anyway, I remember one of my buddies um, got beat to shit. And it was an old scrawny fucking crackhead. And, you know, a lot of people uh, underestimate these fucking guys. But there's three things. Um, One... He's old. All he has... Or, sorry, sorry. One, he's homeless. He has nothing to fucking lose. Nothing at all. He's going to be fighting for his fucking life. Like, as much as I said I'd rather die than have shit taken from him, this guy, if you take anything from him, he will die. Like, he barely has the necessities of whatever. Um, He's fighting for his fucking life every day. Uh, Two, he's old. He's fucking bitter as shit. Like I said, I got to the point I, I got to this point a long time ago. I can't even imagine the stage he's at. He's not getting he's not gonna lose a fucking fight. He or he might lose a fight, sorry, but he's not going down, not trying. You know? It's like he's going to fucking give everything he's got down t- times ten. Um So and the other thing is the crack. Uh, if he's coming down or whatever, you got a chance, but he's tweaking the fuck out or crack meth and whatever the fuck else he could even fucking get his hands on, so he might be in super strength, fucking super speed mode, so those three fucking things, and like, you, if you saw my buddy, we'll call him Pete, um, he's a big fucking dude, like, not small at all, and yeah, he has scars all over his fucking face, he's all fucked, like, the guy just kept kicking the shit out of him, even after he was down, just would not stop kicking him until somebody fucking came and stopped him. And yeah, he explained this to me. I was like, fuck, man, if Pete's getting the shit kicked out of him, I don't have a chance because I was a scrawny little, like, 14-year-old. And no, I fucking, I had to back down a lot. I got my ass kicked a lot, too. Um, But there's some times where you just got to be like, fuck it. But anyway, uh, Pete eventually fucking got the guy and just fucking threw him down a bunch of stairs but as he put it, he's like, that guy filled out some fucking stairs. <laughs> I was like, I love that. I love the way you phrase it. I, I'm like, because I, I, I used to joke about how I was wearing a wire. Um, so I'm like, yeah, make sure you phrase things that way. <laughs> ah, shit. I remember uh, this one school was so fucking bad. Actually, let me skip forward. I was at this thing. I don't know if I told this story. But I was at this thing at one of my, my friends' house. And, um... Uh, I think they were paramedics. Or they were in the paramedic program at, at Humber. And um, I see this guy. And I recognize him. And someone says, Pete. I'm like, oh, fuck, Pete. I'm like, you used to go to this fucking school so-and-so at this fucking year, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how the fuck did you know that? Who the fuck are you? I'm like, you're never going to recognize me because I don't look like at all the same person. This is, you know, 10 years later. Um, <clears throat> but I'm like, dude, I'm like... You're going to, like, college and doing well and shit? Like, you're going to be a paramedic? Like, I can't even fucking believe it. He's like, what do you... He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, I knew you back then. There's no fucking way. Like, I, I had you you and every other one of these guys, you only expect to read about them in the papers, how they got killed, or, you know, you expect them to go to jail or see them in rehab. Um, <clears throat> there's no way you think anyone's going to ever do all right, you know? So I was like, it's fucking... And then I started telling all these stories, and everyone's like, whoop, well, because... Some people are proud of their past. Some people are kind of like... They try, kind of try to hide who they used to be. Um, <laughs> so I kind of outed the guy. But I meant it in the most positive way. I was like, this guy... I started telling all these stories. And they're like, Pete, really? And he's like, uh, you know, fuck. <laughs> I, can't, it, 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 well, I wasn't like really embarrassing the guy. But like... Actually, I was more impressed too that he doesn't brag about this show. I'm like, you've done a lot of shit that you could... Not brag about, but more brag about overcoming that shit. Getting out of that shit. Because some people never leave that fucking lifestyle, that mentality. They're just stuck forever. And um, it's so fucking moving to see. Because it does often usually go that way where people never get better. But to see this guy doing well and getting like, you know what I mean? It's it's very heartwarming. Because it goes that way sometimes. And that's a beautiful fucking thing when people turn it around like that. Um, So anyway... That's uh I got plenty more stories about that guy, but uh where where was I before I got off on this tangent guys? Well let's let's work backwards. Pete, um homeless crackhead. Got attacked, he's scars on his face. What was it? Um fuck, I can't remember. I remember oh shit. Almost hit a baby bunny. Um What is it about the road? Like fuck. Get off the goddamn road. I mean, whatever the fucks on the other side is not worth it. Okay, it's not worth your baby bunny life. I know rabbits can be an absolute fucking nuisance, but I got a soft spot in my heart because they're cute. If an animal's cute, then you love it. Um, the thing is is, is, is that that sounds really stupid or really harsh. There is. This is going to sound like Ricky trying to explain this. There's brain compartments. There's fucking things in your brain that make you... When I look at my baby, there's a reason I think she's the cutest, fucking most wonderful, adorable thing in the whole fucking world. Well, one, because she is. But two, it's the way our brains are programmed to look at a puppy, a kitten, a baby, anything small, a little bunny, and you're just like, Oh, I love that thing. I just want to cherish it and treasure it. And you turn into a fucking absolute douche. Because you're like, oh, look at that, look at that. and um, there's a reason your brain does that. It's so that you will treasure and take care of these fucking things. So if you don't have that feeling, then obviously, you know, well, whether you believe in some sort of fucking religious god or some fucking um, evolution or universe or whatever, uh, controlling factors, fucking factors in the fucking world, and the park, and the fucking, um, anyway, for to say... But if you don't feel that, then what are you gonna do? You can't force it. Um. <laughs> anyway, so it is what it is, man. It's all out of our hands. All right. I love you all. Be well. I have no idea what I was talking about before. Oh, I just fucking remembered. But I gotta go to work. The chances of me remembering later are like almost fucking zero to zero. Is that are those odds? Can you use that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know math no more. I don't know book learning so much no more anyway, any more, so, uh, before to say, I gotta go, I love you all, thank you for listening, and, uh, oh, uh, and if you need to, uh, send me an email, if you need to, and, uh, yeah, if you need to, go fuck yourself, too, I love you all, be well. What's happening, everybody, Big Run The Chip here, welcome back to Big Run The Chip's podcast, how's everybody doing? It's a nice fucking day of the day. Nice and fucking hot and muggy. Sunny and fucking rainy. You get a little bit of everything today. Except for maybe snow. But uh, you never know. You know, it's just Canada, so we never fucking really know, do you? I don't know. The way I look at the weather, uh, I don't really check anymore. I don't really fucking care. Or sorry, I do care, but I mean, I'm going to live it no matter what. So I just take it as it comes. Now, when it comes to news, weather, sports, politics, fucking everything. I find the best approach is the same across the fucking board. You just take it as it comes. Same thing with food. But honestly, I would go to a restaurant and just to just bring me whatever. Because I'm just so happy to be fucking eating anything. Actually, a place I went today is. Oh my god. This place is off the fucking chain. If you guys ever watch like a cooking show where they have like these crazy extravagant, like um, adventurous food options, and you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I could do that, this is one of these places, it's just like a trailer in the middle of fucking nowhere, and, uh, they, they have all kinds of amazing options, um, it's not really in the middle of nowhere, it's just, uh, before the bridge, it's in Haldeman County, in um, in Cayuga, just on the fucking west, uh, side of downtown Cayuga, um, anyway, that, it, it's one of my favorite fucking spots. I think they were shut down for a little while. They were going to. Oh, oh, sorry. Rumor had it. Was uh, from my gang that tells me the things about the places and the stuff. Is they were going to open up an actual, like, restaurant location in some condo building. But um, anyway, they. I, I'm very happy they opened up their trailer location again because it's way more convenient for me and my big truck and, um, you know, working and shit. I, I, I'm never gonna eat in a restaurant ever again if I have to I'd rather just eat in a truck or eat at home Um, see the thing is it's not that I have anything against restaurants I I absolutely love them Um, it's just I don't like to fucking sit at a table and eat and look at people I fucking know I already went over this and I'll never stop going over this this is just something I feel so strongly about I fucking love food Everyone loves food, but I love it more, so I win. No, I mean I just I'm so goddamn passionate and appreciative of every single meal I eat. That's why I can sit down in a place and like say give me anything. Give me anything. If I go to somebody's house or I go to a restaurant, I'm like bring me anything and I will enjoy it. And there's no fucking shred of a chance that I could complain about. You could fucking give me I remember one guy's like, You give Ron a bowl of fucking kitty litter and he would eat it and say, Thank you, I love this, this is my favorite. And I'm, and I would, and um, <laughs> I just, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, you guys know this from fucking listening to me. I can complain and get worked up and upset about a lot of stupid shit. Food is not one of them. Now, the consumption of food is one thing, but if I have to fucking look at someone or people are watching me and breaking my fucking balls and talking to me and fucking, you know, whatever. Then yeah I'm gonna be pissed off But the actual fucking food If anyone took any time or effort to fucking make anything I'm gonna eat every fucking last fucking shred of it I was just so goddamn hungry growing up And throughout most of my life I couldn't even imagine complaining about some food Especially to somebody that made it And let me have some There's no fucking way Um I just and, And I know people are fussy about their food And um I get that Um people are like that, but you're the worst human beings on the planet, if you talk shit about food that you didn't make, and you're just a fucking, that's who you are you're um, the worst human being on the fucking planet okay, um, I don't deal in absolutes, and I don't try to put anyone down, but if you're doing that, I'm not putting down you per se even though you're the shittiest person ever but that action itself is, is, is just absolute shit in my opinion, maybe there's another scenario where that is a good thing to do Now, it's one thing, yeah, like, constructive criticism, but, like, nah, I don't know, man. I, I, if I made anything, I take it so fucking personal. If if someone were to, to criticize some food I fucking made, it's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, if someone wants to help me while I'm cooking and give me advice and tips, absolutely. I need all the help I can get. I'm not a good cook. I actually don't really cook anymore. My missus is just way fucking better at it. I will never let myself say, I can't cook. I can't stand people saying shit like that. Because it's like, I guarantee, uh, whatever you're saying, whether it's I can't cook, I can't do this, I can't do that, it's like, did you fucking even try? Shut the fuck up. Now, I I know I go over the same shit a lot, but it's like, try and then say that you can't do it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to say I can't cook. I know I can. But... There is no fucking reality where I could ever, even if I spent the rest of my life mastering cooking, am I gonna be better than my missus? Because she is out of this fucking world. I'm not just saying that because she has a gun to my head, uh, metaphorically, and um, no. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it's just like she's really really fucking good and um just the amount of time and care she takes into it or puts into it is just it's 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 amazing she really goes the extra fucking mile and um it's not just a natural proclivity. she works at it constantly like i used to hate cooking shows i thought they were lame and stupid but i love watching them with the wife because then she's like oh fuck that i want to do that That, that's that's exciting you know i want to do this i want to do that i want to try this I want to try that you know let's do all this and, uh, and then I'm like, all right, this is awesome. I mean, before, before dinner, it's the most awesome shit ever. After I eat, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. That's like trying to keep watching a porn after you, you already nutted. It. It's like just for the plot and the fucking... I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There's some great comedy in there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you just lose all interest. It's crazy when you think about that, though. It's like, think of how many thoughts in your head are completely polluted because you were thinking so hard about something else or needing or wanting or, or lacking something else. Only when you satisfy all your fucking uh, basic primal needs are you ever going to be able to think fucking clearly. But you got to learn how to use those motivations to fucking help you progress in other fucking things. Um, anyway, that, that that's another thing. Like, I never fucking eat before I work out because I won't work out after I eat. Uh, As soon as I eat, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, that's it. I'm finished. I'm not doing fucking anything afterwards, or at least not doing anything at a fraction of the fucking rate I would had I have not fucking eaten. As soon as I eat, I go fucking comatose. I'm not hungry anymore. I'm fucking satisfied. Um, You know, I like to keep that hunger inside me, but also I carry a lot of fucking body fat. A lot of people don't have that don't have that, food, that that fat storage, so they're gonna be a lot more pissed off and stressed out. I've been underweight before, and I understand that mentality. Like, when you don't have that fat storage, you're gonna be hungry, you're gonna get a lot more pissed off um, when going without eating. So everybody's different, you know what I mean? So me, I can be comfortable a lot longer because of all my extra fat storage. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, having the extra fat is, is, a, is a bunch of problems in and of itself, but I do have a uh... anyway, there, there's a lot of fucking bonuses and fucking ups and downs with uh, having a faster metabolism, having a thinner body type, having a smaller or bigger whatever. you know, there's so many fucking positives and negatives. So it's it's hard to think outside of your own fucking body type. Like me, I, I know I've definitely experienced under and over uh, and, and, and a lot of things in between. Or being big or small but fucking what was my point one bonus though about about having some extra weight is you don't get as hungry you can go a lot longer get a lot more done before you have to eat but then when you have to eat you gotta eat a lot and then you gotta be really fatigued and shit because you're dragging this big fat body around it's like a big truck you know you gotta have a way bigger fucking engine and burn way more fucking fuel you know you could have a bigger gas tank but you have to fill it a lot more, and then it, it, it's way more exhausting, or, or exhausting's not a good all right, exhausting is a great word, actually. It's almost like a pun right there. Uh, it's a lot harder to um, move all that shit. Anyway, I, I'm just trying to use that as a good metaphor here, and uh, I'll be right back. Um, well, you won't know. I'm just gonna fucking hit pause and then come back, so fuck off, everybody. I gotta go into the store. Alright, and I'm back. I was just, uh, I just ran into the store and I completely forgot what I was talking about before I went in there. So, uh, I should have wrapped it up and then started a new segment, but I didn't. So, um, there's that. Um, I'm gonna go fucking try to mow my fucking lawn. And it's raining and I don't know if it's raining in my town, but, um, I don't know. See, I'm very conflicted. I don't know if it's okay. I obviously wouldn't mow in the fucking rain. Actually, I was really upset one time. I was I was upset about a lot of things, but um, I remember I was drinking heavily, and um, actually that might have been the day I was trying to make YouTube videos, and I just kept chugging down a bunch of fucking rum, and um, I, I was making these videos. <laughs> it was like I was doing tutorials like I used to do. But they were like how, like, how to fucking survive in like the uh, after the apocalypse sort of thing. Because, you know, it seemed kind of like the world was kind of ending. And um, it was like, how to make bombs, how to make Molotov cocktails, how to, um, I don't know, stupid shit like this. It was really funny to me, but I was drinking, but not like in a fun way. Like, you know, when you're drinking with your buddies and you're really happy. 99% of the time when I drink, I'm like that. And I wouldn't drink unless I was like that. Um, but every once in a while, you go to that dark place. You know, a lot of people. That's the only place they go to, that really dark place when they're drinking, where they get mean and violent, and fucking, just like uh, everything's dark and black and oh my god, I just went off on a fucking tangent. It was, but it wasn't like funny. It wasn't like you know some. It wasn't like dark humor. It got to the point where I was just like, ah, uh, not my finest hour. But anyway, one thing that hit me, I remember. It was raining and I, I finished my lawn before I did it. And a lot of times the neighbors will mow after I mow because like I just mowed, I mowed parts of their lawns. And then, you know, so to even it out, they would mow the rest of their yard. And this lady was telling the um, her her son to go out and mow to finish the yard and it's pouring rain. He's got an electric mower and it's like, it's pouring rain. But it just, it, I just had this breakdown because I was way too over emotional. I was drinking too much. I was like, you know, because they don't, I don't think these kids have a dad and they just don't, like, you know what I mean? There's like some shit that's just, some kids never get, like, like taught properly how to do stuff and you might get horribly fucking hurt. And, like, there's so many kids that just don't have dads and it kills me. And, like, a lot of these kids will fall, like, well, like, for example, these kids next door would, like, follow me around and talk to me and ask me questions or, like, um, I feel like you know it's like these kids just need some sort of guidance. I'm not the one. I'm the fucking worst. I I can barely. I mean, I, I I'll I'll do my best. I mean, I got a kid now. I got no fucking choice. Try to set a good example, like. But uh I'm no Mister Miyagi. You know, I can't just take some neighborhood kid and teach him karate. Uh, although I would like to get him to like fucking sand my fence down and get him to do chores around my property. Fuck! What am I doing? I'm missing out on some free fucking labor. Um I don't know. I just it just it, it just really got to me. It still bothers me, but I mean, I'm not going to have an emotional breakdown because I'm not fucking drinking heavily. Um you know, it's a fucking Saturday afternoon. I'm drinking very mildly. I'm just joking. Um I don't know. I, what was my fucking point? But no, but anyway, yeah, it still breaks my heart that a lot of a lot of kids have to go through life with such a little amount of guidance. And, um, whatever. It is what it is. And that, that, um... Anyway, I, I, I'm fucking rambling. If a disaster like me can fucking make it in this world, um... Then that, you know what I mean? The neighbor kid or whoever the fuck, they would be alright. You know, what are you gonna do? But also, it doesn't happen just overnight. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm a functioning adult. And not only like, do I have to be dependent on, or independent or, or kind of, um, nobody's fully independent. I mean, we all have to fucking rely on each other. Um, but it's like people are coming to you for advice, or expecting you to fucking take care of them and expecting you to like, you know, be strong for them and do this shit. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, when the fuck did I become an adult? I thought I was a kid. And you just... I mean, it's kind of like you blink and it just happened, but at the same time, it's like you didn't you just wake up one day. It's like all of a sudden you... Re- I mean, you can wake up one day and realize, but it didn't just happen that quickly. Um, it's weird out here in the middle of nowhere. You'll see um, like gay dudes in short shirts prancing around. And um, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's just you never used to see that. You know what I mean? And, and, and that was horrible because it's like... Uh, a lot of people had to like, it's not that there weren't gays, and it's not that there weren't fucking all these different types of people, it's just that they were so horribly fucking terrified to, um, to ever, like, you know, be themselves, there's a great quote from, uh, Ronnie Cray, and, um, that movie Legend, Legendary, Legendary, that's Legendary, you like, drop a syllable, Legendary, um, Anyway, there, there's a great line. I, fuck, I can't even remember the line now. It's something like, life's too short to not be yourself. Or things can get very dangerous if you uh, are not like living as yourself. I can't remember the fucking line. It's so beautiful. I, anything Tom Hardy does is just like, man, that's beautiful. I don't know. And I like any character named Ronnie. Ronnie Cray. Even... Even if he is a gangster and he's fucked and he's <laughs> he likes boys. Um, but I mean, still, in the time frame he was in, in the world he was in, to just come right out and say... He's, yeah, I love when Chaz Parliamentary is just like... Uh, actually, it's funny listening to him on... Um, what's his name? Joey Diaz's um, fucking... Uh, podcast, it was, it was a really good episode, I really thoroughly enjoyed it, he was talking about uh, one of his buddies who was gay, who took him out to like a park somewhere and tried to like get it on with him or whatever, and he was so fucking scared, because this guy was so big and fucking scary, and he couldn't believe he was gay, and he like, oh god, you know, it's like, I might not have a choice in this matter, um, anyway, the, um, it's, it's such an awkward scene, especially the first time you see it, where, um, you know, like these mobsters from uh, America come to, to to London to meet these mobsters. To, like, they're trying to set up this fucking, whatever the fuck they're trying to do. They're trying to do some business. I can't remember the specifics. Um, anyway, and he's just like, oh, come, to, you know, you come to uh, America, I'll get you any kind of girl you want. Whatever you want, I'll get for you. Um, it's funny because it's not just mob guys that act like there's a lot, especially like Italians. Not not just single them out, or uh, they'll act like this. You know, they're so fucking accommodating, but they'll they'll, they'll talk like it's like anything you want. You need something, you have. like. Uh, one one guy we used to work with uh, Mike. He, he was uh, that that that's not singling anyone out. There's thousands and thousands of Mike, Sam's, fucking Paul, whatever. Uh, they're all Peter and Paul. Actually, it's funny. I was, I was saying that thing from Goodfellas to one of my buddies named Pete, Sweet Pete. Oh, no, I just called him out because he's the sweetest of the Pete's. Anyway, um, but anyway, I was saying, I was like, they're all named Peter or Paul, and, and Pete starts laughing. He's like, my dad's name is Paul. I'm like, please tell me your mom's name is not Marie. You guys know what I'm talking about in Goodfellas, <laughs> and they're all named married to women named Marie. I remember uh, West Side Stories. They're like, Maria, and only one chick turned around. It's like, no, especially in the Spanish community, the Latino community, there's no fucking way there was just one Maria turning around. <laughs> That's everybody. It's like in the old neighborhood. It's like you say, like, Ahmed, and it's like uh, 37 guys turn around, and those are just the ones within your shot. Um, anyway, what was the point? I have no idea what the fuck I was going on about. I was just talking about a lot of people. Like, anything you need. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mike. Uh, This guy that worked in the produce department. You go in there and be like, hey, anything you guys want. I got it. I got it for you. You needed anything, you talk to me. Okay? I got it. I got you covered. And uh, I just love that. It's like, this guy works in the fucking produce department. But he would. He would go over and above. To make you feel like you're the most special fucking person. And that's, uh, it doesn't matter what you work in, what field you work in, what business, what trade, um, whatever the fuck you're doing. If you do that for your customers, it doesn't matter. You make them feel like special, like you're really taking an interest, you're taking care of them. Um, that goes a long way. Those people are gonna come back. You know, they're gonna be like, oh fuck, I, I really, uh, you know, that, that, that really goes a long way i can't stress that enough guys and and i'm telling you it doesn't matter what fucking business you're in and it doesn't matter how good you are at your fucking job whatever the fuck it is the the actual physical work part of it is secondary the first and foremost fucking thing is dealing with people and making sure they're happy making sure they feel like you know that you're, you're paying attention and doing whatever the fuck they need you to do. And I'll tell you that that's a hard lesson to fucking learn because you can be the best fucking worker ever but if you're an asshole and your customers or whatever, your customers, clients, patients, whatever the fuck, they think you're an asshole, you can be the best worker on the fucking planet. You're going to fucking, you're going to always struggle. You're always going to struggle because it's the main fucking goal is to make people feel, you know, make people feel special, make pay attention to them, listen to them, fucking, you know, that's like my, my listeners here. They're listening to me, but I'm going to listen to everything they say. I, I, I'm I'm basing everything I do on the fact that uh, somebody's going to be listening to this and I'm, I'm thinking about every single one of my listeners. It's lot easy for me because I only have 10 or 20 people listening to this, give or take. So I can think about every single one of them and they're, they're close to me. Even those random people that pop up around the fucking world that are listening to me. Um, you guys matter to me just as much. I swear to God. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think when you, when you break it down, um, holy fuck, there's some fucking chick riding around on a bike, she's got a 1980s hairstyle, I don't know why, it's, uh, it's good to see, I don't know, I like people without a day hairstyles, I'm sorry, I got wicked piss, of ADD, and, um, and the slightest little fucking thing, a squirrel runs by a chipmunk, and I'm completely fucking lost, what were we talking about, hairdos, um, my listeners around the world. Oh, no, it's just about appreciating people. Uh, And I'm telling you, a lot of people are super fussy. They're absolute cunts. Like I said, with the food thing, couldn't do it. If I were a chef, I'd be chopping people's fingers off as soon as they said something, anything not positive about my fucking food. Also, working in a kitchen is way too tense. I've worked in furnace rooms that were like fucking closets, me and at least one other person. And we're just crammed in these tiny little fucking confined spaces, trying to work together. And I've always made it work uh, because you have to. You, you know, you got to get along. You have to fucking uh, work harmoniously. You got to get the rhythm. That's that's very very important uh, to learn to work with people in every single sense. In every single um, not not just in a, in a fucking occupational vocational sense, but like every you have to learn to exist harmoniously. You have to. Well, you don't have to, but life sucks if you don't. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing when people when people do. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm not like because I see I'm playing like this fucking constant like like rapid fucking uh, fire clip show in my head of all these fucking things that I'm not that you guys cannot see. So I feel like. And then when I listen, I'm like, oh yeah, this is good, because I, I can just bring up the same fucking rapid-fire clip show. But it's like, unless I'm expressing this in detail to you, you guys are not going to get the same fucking shit from it. Anyway, uh, my, my the only thing I was just about to say was um, I wouldn't work in a fucking kitchen. Because it's so fucking small, and it's so tense, and it's so angry, and so, like... You have to work harmoniously. One person starts being a dickhead, and it turns into shit so fast. I've seen it so many times, and it kills me. Anyway, and that's why I respect the fuck out of anybody who makes any fucking food, no matter what the fuck it is, and would never goddamn complain. That's just one fucking thing. But, um... What else was I going to say? Fuck, guys, I'm I'm, uh, not on my game. I don't, it's not heat stroke today, because today is significantly less hot, I think it's just exhaustion and the usual stuff, I, um, as much as I love talking about my feelings, I'm still, like, emotionally locked up where I can't actually fucking, uh, fully get in touch with this stuff, something I'm working on very, very slowly, and, uh, I don't know. See, one of my biggest problems is I have this deep-seated self-loathing that prohibits me from wanting to um, actually spend any time, effort, or energy on anything um, that just helps me and nobody else. And the fucking... If you think about it rationally and logically and hard enough, if you don't fix yourself... Don't be a selfish piece of shit, but if you don't fix yourself, you don't take time to fucking sort yourself out, you'll never fully be able to fucking help anybody else. So by not sorting yourself out, you're actually fucking everybody else over that you are trying to fucking help. So even knowing that, though, I still I'm, I still got a long road ahead to uh, get there. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to work in a fucking kitchen. Why, did I, why was I talking about that? Um, appreciating people's food. Um, fuck, guys. I'm going to try to mow my fucking lawn. I don't know if it rained in this town. I don't know if it's going to keep raining. I'm going to try to mow as much as possible. I have a serious problem, with, especially with my front lawn. If it's uh, fucking shabby, I just feel like really shitty about it. Because I never thought I'd ever own a house. I never will. But, uh, you know, my wife owns a house. I just pay her rent. And that's fine with me. It's the same situation except for instead of my landlord being in a absolute piece of shit it's my woman who I love more than anything and uh, her having a house is way more important like I don't have a car but her having a car is way more important to me than me having a vehicle this might actually relate back to the thing I was saying about self-loathing but her being able to go shopping and do her own thing and getting around independently rather than me having to do everything I mean part of me misses it like you miss feeling um, needed And a lot of people, uh, this is a huge, huge cause of problems um, with people that are annoying as shit. So much of it, although in the moment I'm just irritated as fuck because I'm just trying to work or do this or do that, is people trying so desperately to feel relevant, to feel needed. and, um, And that breaks my fucking heart. No one should ever fucking feel like that. But like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, you know, and I really enjoyed it. I finally got to the end of his um, the three-part documentary or whatever. Uh, he's one of my, one of my faves. Um, he's just like his dad taught him, like, be useful. It's like the most German thing I ever heard because they're all obsessed with, not all, I don't deal in absolutes, but typically it's a stereotype that Germans are obsessed with efficiency. Actually, Japanese and German people are so fucking efficient. They make the best vehicles, and that's why if two little small countries like that say they're going to take over the world, you have to take them seriously because they very well could um, because of the efficiency. But um, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, regardless, my point was is that, yeah, just being taught like to be useful um, rather than deal with emotions or feelings, just be useful. I think that's wonderful, but I think there is more to it than that. Um Anyway, you guys can go ahead and watch those fucking. Uh, the, it's a three-part documentary. I, I, I've always loved Arnold. You know, we we all grew up with that guy. Uh, he he, he just—he's he's very inspiring to me. Anyone that works really hard at what they do—I don't give a fuck what you're doing. You work that fucking hard and put that much effort into something, that much passion and whatever. Like, I don't know. Anyone who's talking about the politics and shit—I think politics are fucking horrible. I've got this very, very negative connotation with it and uh, that's my own thing um but even i'm like fascinated when he talks about it. it's like bill burry talks about sports i don't give a fuck but i admire his passion and even if i don't agree with him i still like to listen to what he's saying um i love listening to people if i agree with them or if i don't um anyone that puts forth any sort of effort or passion i think that's like one of the most wonderful things in fucking life regardless um, on that note, I do have to fucking go because I have a lot to fucking do. I love you all. Be well. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back. Big Brother Chip here on Big the Chip's podcast. I'm right now. I'm riding on fumes. I don't know what the fuck went wrong here, but I, uh, not just metaphorically, like physically, my body's running on fumes, but I, my, my fuel level is low. I never let this happen, I've never, never let my gaslight come on, so I'm really fucking, I'm really gaslighted, as they say. I'm really, what's the past tense, or past participle? Gaslitten? I'm really gaslit right now. Litten? Lit? Gaslit? Gaslighted? Alright, anyway, this could be a really short one, or a, a really long one, depending on whether we break down or not, or make it to the gas station. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know how long I paused just there, I got a phone call, so where was I? Did I say anything yet? Probably not, we're not even a minute in, how much, uh, top quality content do you want? I'm not even warmed up yet. I was just talking to a a lady about, um, weddings, and it's just like, it's crazy, just like how how much stress it can be, you know? Just like all the planning, all the, I mean, I didn't really do much of that, but, uh, I did witness a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people go through a lot of fucking stressful shit. Uh, and it's it's insane, because it's just like, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to be married. And then it's like, unless you're not married, then it was successful. No, there's it's more to it than that. There's so much fucking planning that goes in with the decorations, the food, the fucking whatever. You know, if you have a DJ, a band, a fucking, you need a venue. I don't know. Ours was not just like a fucking regular shit show too because the missus had to like replay in a couple of times. And I remember chopping the fucking, the, the fucking list so harsh. I, I'm, I, I'm still ashamed to talk to so many people because it's just like, I'm pretty sure I sent out invites and then like, <sighs> sent out like disinvites. <laughs> you're no longer welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> but it's like, it's impossible because you want, you want everybody there and then you're like, oh fuck. Um, I can't afford it anymore, I'm fucked, you know, and then, yeah, the whole COVID shit set us back so many fucking times. And then that set us back having kids, because I'm not going to have some fucking bastard kid. I don't give a flying fuck about that, um, it's just how it went, but, uh... But anyway, yeah, I think she was saying they just gave their kids each 10 grand and were like, go alope. They don't want to, just do your own thing, because there was so much she was saying um, there was so much fighting at her wedding there was so much fighting amongst the family about like you know we want you to do it this way we want you to do it that way everyone has to put in their two cents and it just becomes this stressful fucking shit that you don't even want to do anymore Um, I don't know I was really stressed out, uh, before my wedding, just because, like, yeah, there's so much on the line, there's so much money involved, not my money, there's so much time invested, not my time, but, you know, I, I, I'm still empathetic, and or anybody that does it, I'm just so fucking grateful that, you know, people do put that much work into this shit, I don't know, I know some people don't even like weddings, it's like, well, fuck you, like, uh, <laughs> I fucking love weddings, it's just like, the only time anyone gets together is a wedding or a funeral, so that's why I was saying going into my wedding, is like, just want it to be better than a feudal I mean it's just like I, I want to get I don't give a fuck about marriage as much as I mean I by that I don't mean it's like I don't give a fuck about my marriage I already decided long ago I was going to be with my woman forever I mean the act of, uh, of uh, like bringing in uh, some sort of like religion or spirituality or legalities or bullshit um, or government contracts and forums don't mean fuck all none of that shit means anything to me um, I love my woman because I love my woman. That has nothing to do with uh, marriage. Is just whatever. But anyway, my point is is because of that, I um, I was like fucking let's do it. And um, anyway, I just love to have a big event where everyone gets together and gets to be happy and shit. Like fuck, is that so wrong? I don't know why I'm defending against. Uh, oh, I know there are people that just don't like happiness. They don't like love. You know, they don't like freedom. <laughs> Ah, shit. Most of these people are made of straw, but it's fun to stand, uh, take a stand against imaginary people. Anyway, um, I got a a lot of shit to do. I just got here and, uh, someone someone was parked sideways in my fucking parking spot, and, uh, they're still going. Oh my god, it's been like ten minutes, they're never gonna get it. It's so painful. I can't look away. I never look at people when they're doing a car wreck, but watching someone park like this, it just reminds me how grateful I am to have any sort of uh, dexterity or mental fucking stability, coordination, or uh, even. Anyway. Just don't ever take that stuff for granted, guys. If you saw this. Wait, did anyone see. um, I gotta go, but I wanted to. This is very important. Did any of you guys see. It was something with Will Arnett. It was called. He's just talking shit. He's hanging out at, like, a Netflix uh, office, and he's just talking shit about stuff. It's really fucking funny. It might have just been temporary, but if anyone saw it, I'm sure it was on YouTube. I could look it up, but I'm not going to because that would take effort. Um, But one of the things he's doing is looking out and watching some park and just, like, what? Like, it's so fucking funny. Like, I love Will Arnett, and, um... Yeah, at one point, he's just watching people photocopies, watching someone microwave something. It sounds like the dumbest shit in the world, and it is. I'm not promising you anything better. But it's just him giving this dickhead commentary. <laughs> anyway, I absolutely love it. It's better than what I'm doing, and uh, I'll give him that. Fucking... Or, no, it's not. It's, it's as good. I'll give him that. That's it. Or give me that. I don't like to... I will suck deprecate, but... Anyway, I gotta get in. I, I don't have time for this shit, guys. I love you all well.